Welcome to the Introvertpreneur Podcast. Take a breath because you are in the right place and you can finally stop apologizing for being an introvert. I'm Tara and I've discovered how to thrive as an entrepreneur while being 100% true to myself. Now I want to help you do the same. In these episodes, you're going to find everything you need to build a successful service-based business so you can stop competing with extroverts and grow and market your business with ease. Are you ready? Welcome back to another episode of the Introvertpreneur Podcast. I am so excited to have today's guest on with us, Valerie Kali is the CEO of the Podcast Planners. Valerie and her team are helping business coaches, service providers, and course creators with the launch and management of their podcast. And besides those services, she also teaches VAs on how to get started as a podcast manager and make consistent income from your podcast manager business. Welcome. I am so excited to have you here today. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. (laughs) I am so excited to chat with you. I feel like we've connected a lot on Instagram, so I was so excited to get you on the podcast. Yes, we did. I follow you for some time, and I love everything what you're doing. So I would love to start with telling us a little bit about your story, how you got started in your business, and what made you so excited and drawn to podcast management? First of all, I was traveling a lot and then I saw people working online and I went to Africa, South America, and every time I need to go back to my nine to five to make some money. And then I knew I need to find something what I can do. So I did a lot of courses. I think I started with web design, social media management, but at one point I was like, I need to take a big leap of faith and just book a one-way ticket to somewhere. Because if you're in your nine to five with your friends and I knew I couldn't pull it off to get started. So that's what I did. I booked a one-way ticket to Bali to start my business. And I started as social media manager. And I think when I was there, I met another podcast manager and she introduced me with podcast management. And then I'm like, oh, this is so interesting because I love listening to podcasts. But in my mind, it was something, I don't know what I was thinking actually, but I had no idea that it was something you can learn and make it a business, to be honest. That is awesome. I love that you booked a one-way ticket. That is so exciting. (laughs) I wouldn't recommend doing it without any plan or even like making money because it took some time to make the switch from social media management. I made some money, but not enough to support my lifestyle there. And then I wouldn't recommend (laughs) a lot of money stress. (laughs) I bet. But you took that leap, which is so exciting that you had the inner strength and confidence that it was going to work out. Yeah, it was more because I knew I have such a big social life with your nine to five. And it's so hard to say no to the people around you that, oh, no, I want to work on my business. I want to focus. And I knew I couldn't do that. So getting myself out there was like the way to go for me. And you have a team now. I'd love to hear your experience with building up a team as well. 
I have a small team more. We are with three girls, including myself, but because I really love editing, English is not my native language. So I have someone who's doing show notes and I have a VA who's helping me with the business part and all the things with the Podcast Manager Academy. I was so excited that I finally made enough money to hire someone to help me. And that's the thing that a lot of people, I don't know, probably you recognize as well, that I was waiting to invest in someone to help me and I waited way too long and after I hired my VA I was growing so fast but I couldn't grow that fast because you cannot do everything yourself and that's the misconception I had in the beginning. I think most people wait until they feel like needs to happen now instead of doing it when they start to feel overwhelmed and stressed out instead of taking on more and more clients. And I love how you did it. Like you love the editing, but you have your team do other pieces of the same service. I did the same thing with Pinterest. I got to the point where the scheduling was just, I couldn't stand it. It was the financial part of Pinterest management for me. So that was the first thing I outsourced, but I still love the design part of it. And I think that's where a lot of people maybe think too, like service providers, if I hire somebody and outsource client work, they have to take on everything, but that's not the case. You can still do the pieces that you really love and that are your zone of genius. I think that's the misconception that a lot of people have, especially with a VA. She can take over like the scheduling. My VA is scheduling also the episodes. That's something I don't need to do. Uh. (laughs) I love that so much. And next question I always love to ask because a lot of our listeners are big on marketing. So what is your favorite marketing platform or method for your business? I use Instagram. I want to start with Pinterest as well, but I know I need to hire someone for helping me with Pinterest. For my service, I use so the launching and the management. I use Instagram. And for the Podcast Manager Academy, we are really active on Facebook because the people that are on the waitlist right now, they don't have an Instagram account or they have an Instagram account but are not really active. And they are more active on Facebook. So realizing that I know I needed to shift away from Instagram for the academy and go in on Facebook. That's so important to know where your audience is, especially because you have two separate audiences, like knowing where they're hanging out. Because I know that Instagram definitely for podcasters is the place to be. It took some time to realize, to be honest. So I was like, I want to grow, but I don't know, where are they? And I couldn't find those people. And I have weekly calls with one of my business friends. And she said, did you have an Instagram account when you started? No. And then she said, maybe you need to try Facebook. Then I went into a Facebook group and I had so many reactions. And I'm like, okay, I know where you are. That's so key is really to think about your audience and where they are, because it's not going to be the same for everyone. I do feel like service providers, they're more active in Facebook groups than hanging out on Instagram. I think Instagram can get overwhelming or they're more on Instagram to find their own clients, not necessarily to learn or connect with somebody who's offering something to help them. So I would love to hear what do you think has contributed the most to your success? investing of course you need to go for it but I think I invested quite at the beginning and I'm still working with my mindset coach 
I invested in a mindset code because I had so many limiting beliefs. And I think because I was really active on Instagram and that you compare yourself with people. And I was so scared and I had no idea how I would make it until there. Then I invested in a mindset coach and that was literally the shift in everything that I started believing in myself for sure. And I'm still working with her after like a year and a half now. We have weekly calls. It's so beneficial. Even as you grow and scale your business, different mindset issues are going to pop up. <laughs> it's not like you fix your mindset and that's it. <laughs> Things will creep back up. And I love what you said about Instagram because I definitely feel the same way. I have a love-hate relationship with Instagram. Some weeks I'm on there a lot and I'm engaging and building connections. And then some weeks it's just like, oh, enough. I don't want to go on there anymore. <laughs> I have to say, I just got back from holiday and it took me like two days to get back on Instagram. And even today, I was like, I'm not sure if I want to be on Instagram. Completely different topic. Or, But what I realized over the holidays is that you don't need to always show up on Instagram to sign a client or find clients. Because I was eight days or like nine days, I was not on Instagram. And I just signed a new launch client without showing or doing mini trainings or everything what you need to do on Instagram. That was like a big lesson, what I learned. So true too. So many people here, you have to show up consistently and you have to continue to show up and engage. And that just sounds exhausting to have to do it daily. Consistency is whatever it means to you. It's not daily. It's however you can show up. Exactly. And even like engaging, I didn't engage for like weeks, a little bit, but not an hour or 15 minutes whatsoever. It's such a big lesson that I'm learning because when I started, I was so focusing on Instagram, engaging and Instagram stories and mini training, everything what they tell you at the start of your business. And now a year and a half later, I realized it's not always necessary to show up all the time, every day. Because it's so easy to get sucked into that trap where you're feeling like you constantly have to be there and show up and put out this awesome content and engage. It can get so overwhelming and just exhausting. <laughs> so I'd love to hear what type of clients do you typically work with as a podcast manager? We have clients that are working with our business coaches, course creators. I have a mindset coach that are most likely people who uh, have a signature program or a signature service so that they're really using the podcast as a part of their business let's say it like that because when I started I was working with everyone and also hobby podcasters but I found out that they are not always consistent because it doesn't matter for them if they're releasing podcasts every week or be consistent with the podcast because it's just a hobby. Now I only work with people who have their podcast as a part of their business or sales funnel. Then they have that feeling that they need to be consistent and that their audience is waiting for them for the podcast. Your audience is waiting every week for an episode, right? Yeah, I actually started bi-weekly and then people were like, this isn't enough. I need more. So we went to weekly pretty quickly. When I started it, I didn't even think of it as a marketing tool or for my sales funnel. I just wanted to do something that wasn't video to connect with my audience more. So that's where it started. But then I really tapped into how podcasting can be used as a marketing tool. And it's just blown me away, like how it really 
can make an impact in your business. And such an easy way as well, especially without the video, you can just sit in your PJs and nobody will notice. I feel like too, for me, when I started it, it was a big leap out of my comfort zone still, even though there was no video, it was like putting it out there and launching it. It was like, what if nobody listens to it? What if people don't like my voice and they find me annoying? But I pushed through that and put out the first, I think we did three or four episodes for the launch day. I'm so glad I pushed through that because the feedback has just been incredible. I'm so glad I took that leap. That's awesome. Stepping out of your comfort zone. It's scary, but you will always be rewarded most of the time. (laughs) Yeah, it's scary at first, but I feel like if you have a real passion for it, that's going to help propel you forward because it's always about serving my audience. It's not having it as a marketing tool as like a side extra bonus, but focusing on a way to get my message and help people. I feel like if that's your goal, then podcasting is a really incredible way to reach a bigger audience. That's awesome. I want to start my own as well, but I keep pushing it forward because I don't want to say overwhelmed. That's such such a weird thing to say if you manage podcasts from other people, but I feel that I need to do bi-weekly as well to get started because weekly episodes can be a lot. There's a lot of steps involved. Like we've crafted a workflow, but I never realized what actually goes into one episode. And now it's given me on this side of it. I now have such a huge respect for people who have had podcasts for years and podcast managers in particular too, because you guys are the ones getting it out there and actually doing the behind the scenes work for it. It's just so amazing how much goes into each episode. I think that's the thing what people underestimate when they start, that there's so much is more than only like, okay, we are recording an episode and that's it. Yeah. Like hit record and then publish. (laughs) Yeah. I think that's what I was thinking when I found out that it was a thing or something that it's so much more. I'd love to hear more about the Podcast Manager Academy and maybe more for people listening who are maybe interested in becoming a podcast manager. I'm so excited about this program. We are launching in the fall, I would say September, but probably it will be the first week of October. But we are teaching VAs or freelancers or people who just have a dream that they want to travel when it's possible again to start learning about podcast management. We are teaching the skills, of course, like how to edit, how to launch a podcast, how to write show notes, how to create audiograms, social media graphics, and learning the skills part, but also how to launch your business and how to find clients. So that's like, that has three steps actually. And besides that, I have such an amazing bonus bundle because I was chatting with a lot of podcast managers who are just starting and even looking at myself when I started. It's more than only learning the skills. Like I learned everything from YouTube, but I had no idea where or how to find clients or even my first episode, someone paid me for 45 minute episode to the US. And of course, (laughs) that's nothing, but I was still learning and that is fine. But to the US, that's not okay. I had no idea where to start, how to assign clients. So the bonus model, what we created is really towards how to use Instagram, how to use LinkedIn. I have someone who's doing a copywriting bootcamp, so you can use it also for your own business, but also for your clients to write show notes and things like that. 
That's awesome. So for anyone who doesn't even know about podcasting or hasn't freelanced before, they can jump into this and like get everything they need to get started. Yes. It covers really what I wanted, like the whole from probably you you started also somewhere, like learn the skills, but okay, what's the next step? I was like really focusing on building my website and it took me forever, but I was only doing activities that was not making me money and I keep pushing it away just because I was scared. So I really wanted to cover everything in the whole starting process. So not only like teaching you skills and then put you on the street and just go for it. Figure out how to make money and find clients. <laughs> so I really wanted to cover everything. And I know also what I said before, like I work with a mindset coach, but I'm not a mindset coach myself. I have some tools that I learned myself, but I cannot teach you like the money or the mindset tools. So I've also bringing in my mindset coach. So it's like a whole complete program. That's awesome. I want to say, like, I've never been a podcast manager, but (laughs) editing has never been my thing. So I knew immediately, like, if I'm going to start this podcast, I need launch support. And then I need monthly management because I don't like the editing part of it. I like the content creation and repurposing it and creating graphics, but I don't like the actual editing part of it. So that for me was like a non-negotiable. I needed that, but I feel like podcast managers are probably a really good role for introverts. Do you feel the same? Like an introvert would really love being a podcast manager? Yes, because you don't need to show up or even client contact. We work with Trello. It's just messaging back and forth. Like I saw the clients that we work with, I saw them once. And that's the only thing that we saw and just messaging on Trello back and forth. So I think it's really good for introvert people for sure. Yeah, that sounds like a dream for introverts. No weekly calls or check-ins. Yeah, only like messaging back and forth. So that's perfect. (laughs) I don't want to consider myself as an introvert, but I think when you just start, the whole client contact can be so overwhelmed and so like scary to talk with another business owner who is way ahead of you. And then if you get in those feelings on the call, you won't be more firm in your boundaries and your pricing. So you'll probably make some decisions because of how you're feeling about pricing if they ask. And that's not going to be good for anyone in the long run. Yeah, podcast management, I think it's really good for introvert people for sure. And I'd love to hear, what are your top tips for anyone who wants to launch their own podcast? My personal favorite tip is to hire somebody like you for (laughs) launching, but I'd love to hear any other tips you have for somebody who's thinking about it. Because I'll say I launched my podcast in February, but I had it in my mind to do it for like two years before I actually launched it. I would say probably hire someone. And what I realized is that probably if you had it in mind and then you keep pushing it forward, right? What was the reason that you keep pushing it? Just fear, I think, was holding me back a little bit and then not knowing exactly what to do to get it from idea to actually out there in the world. I would say even like we offer consultancy because there are so many people who are like not you now, but who want to keep pushing it because they have like no idea where to start. And even talking with someone who can help you put everything in place or even 
talk about topics what you can cover or even the technical setup will definitely help you so i would say what you said before uh hire someone or even like find someone who can support you with the whole thing and also start thinking about maybe topics what you can cover as well because i think that's also something i don't have my own podcast but what i know for my clients is that is something i think what if i'm running out of content ideas or sort of writing out all the topics where you can talk about. I think that's so important too, to have a plan in place before you even launch. Like you have a bank of content ideas ready to go. For me, it was more like, I love tech, but because I've never been in the world of podcasting, it was like everything I had to use suddenly to launch was new to me. And that was overwhelming to have to learn new systems and figure out editing and how to edit. I was like, I do not want to do this, especially on a weekly basis. So if you're struggling with tech overwhelm or you just don't know where to start, definitely hiring and outsourcing for your launch and management is, I feel like, a very good investment. I think so too. And then you can also stay consistent in what you are doing because otherwise it can be overwhelming with everything, what you need to do besides running your business? For me, it keeps me accountable. Like I know I have to keep coming up with ideas. I have to have guests on and plan. Like I need to keep on the calendar so that my podcast manager has everything she needs to get it done. So it does add that level of accountability too. (laughs) I would love to hear, when do you think somebody should hire a podcast manager? Like if they're already podcasting, Is there a point where you think if they've been doing it themselves that they should actually outsource and hire a podcast manager to help them? I think if your business is growing, there will be a point in your business that you feel like I can't do it. I can't do it myself anymore. Or I feel like besides I cannot do it myself anymore, but I don't start liking it. Then it's time to hire for sure. But I would say if you can afford hiring someone straight from the start, I would do it straight from the start that you just only record. And what you said, you have someone who keeps you accountable, probably if it's not your zone of genius editing. So probably the the quality of the audio or the sound of the audio will improve as well. So if you can afford, I would say go for it. It's such a good investment and time savings. Like all I have to do is record And then I also do the Instagram post when the episode goes live, but I just steal little bits of the copy from the show notes. So I really don't have to (laughs) recreate it too much. It definitely takes a huge load off, especially with editing, because if I was to do it myself, it would probably take me twice as long or four times as long than it would for an actual podcast manager to edit that episode. And they would do a much better job. You become faster over time. But I can remember my first episode when I was editing, I was looking at it and I was like, I cannot do this. But it took me, I think a 30 minute episode took me like six hours. I spent six hours of your time to editing a podcast. That's like, I don't want to say a waste of your time, but I think you can find better things. Yeah. Stay in your zone of genius. (laughs) 
100%. And that's what I love. Even we are doing a post, I think tomorrow or somewhere this next week, that even if you are starting as a podcast manager, you don't need to edit yourself. Like I like editing, but if you don't like it, it's something what you can outsource for sure. And even you can do consultancy, you can only focus on launching, you can do a show notes. There are so many different things which you can do as a podcast manager. That's so true. There's so many pieces in it that you can really do the pieces that you love and outsource the rest. (laughs) Because I've even seen in Facebook groups a lot in the past couple of weeks, job opportunities, looking for people just for show notes. So those opportunities are out there too, where people are obviously taking the steps to outsource those things that they don't enjoy for somebody else to do. That's what I love about the whole, there are so many moving parts. In the beginning, it can be quite overwhelming or a lot to learn. But as soon as you feel like, okay, I don't like doing it. I think for me, after I was working with clients and then like show notes writing was so hard for me. And it took so much of my time that I knew straight from the start, this is what I need to hire someone. And for anyone listening, even if you're not a podcast manager, whatever service you do, there are things that you're doing within that service that you don't like, you can outsource it. Definitely. And that even helps you grow. That's what I realized as well. Because if I need to write show notes myself, or even like you were scheduling, I don't know how long that take with Pinterest, but that takes so much of my time and energy that after writing show notes, I'm like, I want to stop working and do something what's fun. Instead of like, oh, I enjoy now I can edit three episodes a day. And I'm like still, oh, I can do another one. This has been awesome. I love talking about podcasting and it's so interesting because I'd listened to podcasts before I launched my own, but I never really understood the world of podcasting as much as I feel like I do now a little bit more. It's growing so fast as well. Every day there are so many new podcasts and I love it so much. It's just insane how excited I am about the whole podcasting world and even connecting with other people learning new things it's so easy now you are on the bike and listening to a podcast and like you said the podcast industry is exploding so it's the perfect time to either launch your own and get in on that action or become a podcast manager because there's going to be so many clients that need you so i'd love for you to share where can we find you online if somebody wants to connect with you about launching a podcast or becoming a podcast manager themselves the podcast planners on instagram and the website is also www.thepodcastplanners.com but it's under construction right now but it's on its way and we launched the facebook group as well for the people who are interested in learning about or becoming a podcast manager we have an the podcast planners community awesome we'll link that facebook group in the show notes because I know people are going to want to check that out. Like, even if you're thinking about it, it's good to get in a community like that where you can interact with other podcast managers and start to learn from them. And that'll give you an idea about if it's going to be a good role and a good fit for you. Because I mean, if you're looking for a field that's growing, it's definitely one to look at. (laughs) Definitely. Like the people who are in the Facebook group, they are more at the start and discovering, is it something for me? Yes or no? more learning about if they want to go into that field. So it's really nice to 
communicate and we do one live every week as well first i did it on instagram and then i noticed no we need to go on facebook so we do it on facebook to talk about all things podcasting or starting as a podcast manager that's awesome so helpful for anyone who's thinking about it you are definitely a much needed resource in the podcast manager world (laughs) so thank you so much for joining me this has been awesome i've learned a lot from you and i feel like a lot of virtual assistants and other service providers listening are probably going to want to be joining your Facebook group and learning a bit more about becoming a podcast manager. It's a great way to niche down your services into a field that's the premium field and it's really needed right now. (laughs) And like what we said before, you don't need to edit. You can do consulting. You can focus on launches. You can do show notes. You can creating audiograms. There are so many moving parts. Like, even if you're a freelance writer, when you mentioned show notes, if you're a freelance writer right now and you want to get into a different field or industry, become a podcast manager and just focus on the show notes and outsource the rest. That way you're still in your zone of genius. You're writing and you're tapping into a new field. And that's what I love. Like the whole podcasting manager world is that you can, like what you said, a writer can be writing show notes or show descriptions or everything related to writing. Awesome. And I will share that for anyone listening right now, this episode is going live on September 30th. So if you're interested, the Academy is going to be launching or is open right now. Go check it out. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. It was so nice to talk to you and be a guest on your podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. This episode may have ended, but there are ways we can stay in touch until next time. You can join me at introvertpreneur.com and at theterrorread.com, where you can find tons of blog posts and resources that will also help you grow your business. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram at introvertcoach, where I share more introvert-friendly and service-based business tips with you. If you love what you're hearing, drop a five-star rating and review telling me what you are loving about the podcast so that I can continue to encourage as many introverted entrepreneurs as possible. Until next time, Keep using your introvert superpowers.